So today we've got Danny Lajwa. I love this guy like a brother, mostly because he is my brother. And today we talk about Kanye 2016 being the weirdest year ever. Uh, my recent food poisoning, America's Funniest Home Videos, cults, Trump, iPhone removing the head jack, you know, just the... Dude, what are you doing, man? Danny, stop! <laughs> I'm trying to do your intro, man, what are you doing? Welcome everybody back, all the listeners, welcome back to The Real Show. I am Kanye West. And that feels especially great to say this year. I came here to present my new video, but before I do that, I'ma talk. Now, later tonight, Famous might lose to Beyonce, but I can't be mad. I'm always wishing for Beyonce to win, so. But for people to understand just how blessed we are, uh, it was an expression of our now, our fame now, us on the inside of the TV, you know, just to put the audacity to put Anna Wintour right next to Donald Trump. I mean, like, I put Ray J in it, bro. This is fame, bro. Like, I see you, Amber. My wife is a G. Not a lot of people's wives will let them say that right there. We came over in the same boat. Now we all in the same bed. Well, maybe different boats, but uh. But if you think about last week, there were 22 people murdered in Chicago. You know, like, people come up to me like, yeah, that's right, like Taylor. But bro, like I love y'all, all y'all, that's why, that's why I called her. So I was speaking to the, at the Art Institute last year and a kid came up to me and said, three of my friends died and I don't know if I'm going to be next. And it has to, you know, you have to think like when you're a senior and it's the last month and you just don't feel like you're doing any more work. If you feel like you're seeing people dying right next to you, you might feel like, what's the point, you know? You know, like, life could be like starting to feel worthless in a way. I know times for me, I sit down and talk to older, like, rich people. You know, a.k.a. white, you know. And they tell me, don't compare yourself to Steve Jobs. Don't compare yourself to Walt Disney. And my friend Zakaya told me, they tell me, don't compare yourself to these people, right? My friend Zakaya told me there's three keys to keeping people impoverished. That's taking away their esteem, taking away their resources, and taking away their role models. My role models are artists, merchants. There's less than 10 I can name in history. Truman, Ford, Hughes, Disney, Jobs, West. Bro, bro, tonight we're here to have fun. I'm standing in front of my idol, Puff Daddy. I'm standing in front of my wife, Kim Kardashian West. I'm standing in front of the future, Chance the Rapper, 2 Chains, Jaden Smith. Bro, we are the undeniable influence, the thought leaders. I'm going to pay y'all a piece of my art, and I just hope y'all have a good time. Play that. The end. Thought leaders. <laughs> Thought leaders. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just figured if we're going to do this episode right, I was going to get us started off on the right foot. You know, kind of bring the conversation into a kind of a level of intellect that 
we're used to around here on Fire in a Hole. <laughs> I don't even know where to go from there. So once again, a lot of things going on there. Uh, <laughs> something about people getting murdered. Uh, something about freshman years in the in the university in the art institute and uh, also videos. And Donald Trump and Anna Wintour. Shout out to Nelly. Shout out to Nelly. <laughs> What's up, Nelly? What's up, I did Nelly? that for you. Welcome back, Danny. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. It's been a while. It's been a while, but uh, I think this is the uh, best occasion to bring you back. Oh, yeah? Yes. How come? Because we're about to hit the one-year mark oh, on the shit. show. When did it start? Uh, what was the date? Do you remember the date? The week? It must have oh. been in September of last year. Possibly October. Yeah. End of September. Yeah, so this oh, would be wow. episode... I think this is 52. This could be 52. This could be the, the episode. Wow. How yeah. does that feel? Feels great. Yeah. I mean... It feels fitting that you'd be here for our one-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Seeing as how this is your show in a way. Hmm. Right. In many ways. In many ways. In most... Uh, probably in every way, I would say. In mo- Yeah, definitely. Uh, although my first episode was episode three, I believe. Right. Which is my favorite number, so that's also awesome. That's probably everyone's favorite episode. So I'll have to, I'll have to be back for 55, I guess, uh-huh. um, to be here for the third show of every year. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. That's true. Yeah. Episode three of the second season. Yeah. Mm. Episode three of season two. So you guys have been renewed for a second season? We have. Yeah. We don't know. Oh, yet. Did wow. we know? Did we get the answer? Yeah, man. We've been renewed? Yeah. We're hey, locked in. Hey, congrats, guys. Yeah, we're locked yeah, in for another 52 episodes. Wow. Wow. Nice. nice yeah, nice. when we got the news, uh, I mean, I just, I wasn't sure. You know, that's why I just checked with Richard, but uh, mm-hmm. it's a great feeling. Yeah. Uh, is it the same crew and everything for the second season? We're going to have to renegotiate a couple of contracts. Okay. Uh, namely ours. Right. We don't know if, you know, because we're obviously worth more. Right. Than we were last year. Right. You guys had a couple interns working here too. I guess they must. I, I, I guess they're moving on to uh, the real world, or are yeah. they sticking on? I don't know yet. Well, they they we we make stars here. Right. right. So they've kind of moved on, and they're doing okay. well for themselves as well. Oh, good. So that's kind of we tried to promote, uh, you know, thought leaders as well. Right. We, we <laughs> yeah. kind of work work our thought magic. Leaders. Uh, speaking of that uh, of that speech, I when I. When I heard about it, so I didn't actually watch the VMAs. Yeah, neither of that. I'm an yeah. adult human. <laughs> and, um, IP standing up. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but anyways, I, I heard that they were going to be giving him four minutes to speak or something like that, right? Like For they, no reason? Yeah, they allotted him four minutes in advance just to go up and say whatever the fuck he wants. Mm-hmm. And immediately it made me think of that story that you were that you were telling. I'm not sure if again, I think it might have been on that episode that never aired, but about I think it was about like a class clown or something who was always interrupting class and the teacher was like would like gave them uh, you know a platform to say like, okay, you get a minute. You know, to speak, and then the kid gets up there and just doesn't know what the fuck to just say. Just freezes up. Just freezes completely. Mm-hmm. And then we were talking about um, terrible Facebook arguments mm-hmm. and how when, you, when you're like, hey, I really want to hear what you have to say. Like when you get one of those really angry people um, who's like really self-righteous and you're like, and you, you say like, hey, I really value your opinion, you know. Here's um, some rope. 
yeah, here's some rope. Uh, and then it completely disarms them. I feel like that's possibly what happened in this situation. They were like, yeah. we don't want him interrupting the show um, again, you know. So this time, let's, let's give... feed his ego and then yeah. we can get on. And, you know, a lot of people are tuning in to watch that shit anyways. So it's like, okay, let's let's give you your platform. your platform. And then... I think he just kind of went up and winged it and just kind of spun out. And it's like, yeah. Luckily, he had a, a video to show afterwards. Right, you know? right. Because if it just ended with that, I'd be like, um. Thanks. Although, I did, I, I did, I did watch I did watch the video, and I think the, even his supporters are starting to like realize that there's something wrong. Yeah. Because he wasn't quite getting the same pop. Right. Like, he was just, like, saying all this flimsy shit. And mm-hmm. I think people are slowly... Like, they're starting to get tired of it. But it looks like his... Uh, I mean, he's been doing that tour uh, recently. Oh, yeah, the, the platform life tour. Of life of Pablo. You mean I, the tour where he's suspended above the crowd... Right. ...on his a, on a stage and just yeah. performing... Because he's literally above everybody. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a very, very subtle, Kanye. I mean, the pictures look pretty cool. I'm sure it's a hell of a show. Yeah. You know, if you like looking at the underside of a, yeah. <laughs> of a stage and uh, hearing crappy, um, like, arena acoustics. Right, right. I'm right. sure it's a, it's a hell of a show. I'm sure there's a production value to it and everything. But there's just no end. No, it just keeps going. Yeah. just keeps going and going. This year has been absolutely... Ridiculous if you think of about all the different things that 2016? happened. 2016? 2016. We're going to look back on it as a freak year, yeah, I think. Yeah, it's such a freak year. started with all everybody dying. That's right. A bunch of uh, like icons. And then fucking Pokemon Go. Zika virus. True. Yeah. Mm. The insane Olympics. Bullshit Olympics. Trump. Yeah. Fucking the continuing saga of Kanye West. Yeah, Kanye Um, West. um, Mumblecore. It's Mumblecore. (laughs) You don't know what Mumblecore is? No. (laughs) Mumblecore is basically this new wave in rap right now, which like all of the... Oh, okay. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Literally people mumbling. Right. uh, Unintelligible words. Right. And it's a thing. Yeah. Because at this point, and I honestly... Do do they call it... They don't call it that. They call it mumble rap or mumblecore, yeah. There's a this there's an actual like the people who do it yeah yeah I don't, they're they're Is embracing that like a it derogatory term that other people no no are using? no 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 it's 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 like there was auto tune which we thought was the dumbest thing ever which would be the right. dumb, the lowest ever that art artistry would reach yeah musically yeah we were wrong and I'm a cynical fuck yeah. I did not see mumblecore coming I saw like re, like nonsensical lyrics coming yeah I saw like music being reduced to essentially better produced Barney yeah, jingles, right. which is what basically what's happened to music. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did not see Mumblecore coming. That that was beyond even my imagination. I need to hear an example of Mumblecore. It's literally a refusal at this point. It's like a deliberate commitment to not form any words. Yeah. Um, because that's, that's what used to bug me about, um, about hip-hop, like... like in the 90s, uh, when you'd have the rapper who would sing uh, out of key intentionally. 
Right. Because it seemed like, and I could, I could tell that they knew how to sing on key, mm-hmm. but it was, I think it was just like unmasculine to like to, to sing on key or sing like you're trying, you know? Yeah, maybe it was a little. Yeah. So they would sing like completely off key on purpose, you know? Yeah, but see, this is the thing is that I, there's an intrinsic value toward to breaking art form and breaking conventions. And, you know, Marcel Duchamp, you can talk about all these people who have challenged, you know, the the art as it, as it, is, it is done traditionally, uh, you know, Andy Warhol, all that stuff, right? Pop art. But there, I think at some point, you're no longer challenging anything. You're just refusing to do any of it and seeing how far you, how long you can go without, get away, get away with it. Like mm-hmm. at this point, what's next? Like no music? Like, is that the ultimate point of this? There's going to be literally no music. It's just going to be somebody like just standing on stage and just staring at people and, <laughs> and just like nodding. <laughs> and everyone nods back. You know, Reminds and that's me of it. that uh, Key and Feel sketch about uh, why Outcast uh, isn't getting back together. I like, see it. Oh, man. It's the best. Big boy's sitting in a cafe and, and like, you know, he goes to get his coffee and the, the barista is like, Oh, are you guys ever getting back together? He's like, no, no. And then, and then she goes, he goes and sits down, and Andre Three Thousand comes in, and he's like, he's dressed, yeah, you know, dandy. Yeah, yeah, completely insane. He's talking about his new record that's going to be like just like Metal Gears, like scraping together and like <laughs> one spoken word per track. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's not too far from the actual truth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the 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 Hey I album. Uh, was a big love something it was a du- double album yeah the story behind it is that that's that's almost what happened yeah they um they i think the last two or three albums that they made together the record company actually had to drag it like the andre 2000 was just not interested mm-hmm. in in like writing the hits and writing the wave and it's big boy every time like begging him like please one more just yeah, one more yeah. and then when they got to Love Box or whatever it's called, the, the, that double album, Andre 2000 was like, nah, that's it, I'm done. And he's like, dude, no, just one more, like retirement, mm-hmm. retirement money, let's do it. Andre 2000's like, okay, but you gotta let me do what I wanna do though. Okay, like you gotta just, you, I wanna go, I'm only free. You know, he's like, nah, cool, man, we'll make it a double album or no, you know what, we'll, we'll make it work. Just, just do your thing. And so Andre 3000 disappears, comes back, I don't know how much longer. And then they go into the studio. The execs are all like rubbing their hands. They're like, all right, what do you got for us, Andre? And he puts it on. And it's like. <laughs> and he's just he's just sitting there like with a huge grin on his face. And they're like, oh, this is great. Like, and you're going to like layer this with lyrics. And he's like, no, no, this is it. <laughs> like the whole thing was going to be instrumental. Wow. And he wasn't going to sing. or do, And they're like. <laughs> Uh, just everyone's looking around, super confused, and uh, Big Boy like literally had to pull him and threaten him in like another room, and they yeah. had this screaming match. <laughs> and he's like, "Okay, well, I'll, I'll be back. I'll put some, I'll put some lyrics over it." And then they had to make it a double album because just Andre would just not play ball. So I think that was almost like a direct, right, right, right. apocrypha of real life events and i love i love andre 3000 for that you know yeah yeah i love these guys that go like yeah i got the hits but i don't give a shit like right this is not what i want to do right 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 that takes balls you know and he's still making music 
Maybe I don't even know. I think he had some solo stuff after that. Yeah, I think he's, he's doing. He did the Jimi Hendrix movie. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that by the way? No, I didn't. I don't know any. I can't right. find anyone that saw it. No. Everyone was really excited about it because yeah. he looked the part and whatever. But no one. I can find a single person that yeah, saw did it. Did it even come out? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty Just sure. Just trailers. There's like a <laughs> in a snow movie. It's a fan made trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they took some scenes out of another movie or something. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, I, I, I'm not like, I'm not like worried, but at this point, I wonder if there's just a time that you need to put something down for it to rest. You know, like right. maybe the the real enemy to rap and music and art is not so much that these stupid ideas are coming along, but they're coming along because they're on a soap opera like rotation mm-hmm. with no breaks. And I don't know any great artist that at some point isn't like. I'm out of here for the next five years. Right, yeah, yeah. I get to recharge batteries. Yeah. Get my perspective in order, and I'll be back with some cool shit, but I need some time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's there's nothing that can kill creativity more than, like, it being your job and having deadlines and, like, whether or not the inspiration hits. You still gotta, You still got to show up and fulfill the contract, you know? Yeah. And then repeat it over and over and over again. Yeah. For, like, a year. At one point, I was I was wondering like why do people why do bands break up you know and uh, I'm like why don't you just say like hey we're not working for a while time out yeah time out yeah and then I was like oh it's contracts oh for sure it has you know? to be most yeah. of, most yeah. of the time yeah because I mean the you know how many bands do you see get back together later on they're like okay we're good to go again but like but I'm like why wouldn't you just say like oh we're you know, we're just uh, we're just not doing that right now. We're gonna do some other shit, and then we'll come back when we feel like it. You know, I think more bands are starting to do that now, but I think that there's also a business value in the breakup drama and the comeback tour and the comeback tour. Yeah, yeah. right, 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 right. If you just go on hiatus, then you know you're just gonna be listening to like, when's the next album coming out? Like, right, forever. Like Tool, apparently. Like, yeah. At this point, they just they don't they can't stand it. Yeah. people just keep harassing them oh yeah and uh, maybe if you break up then people are like oh man it was really the good stuff you guys did together it was amazing and right and you're like yeah thanks thanks a lot and yeah. then you call your guy and you're like next year yeah okay right. Right, right we'll have a little love fest and then launch a new album it's gotta be a business decision at this point yeah and I wonder like I guess I mean contracts aren't exactly what they used to be you know especially with a yeah, lot of the garbage a lot of indie labels as well. A lot of people opting to be on indie labels or just make their own label, you know. Um, so I guess in that case, you can just be like, yeah, we're just on hiatus for a while. But when you're stuck under like a major record deal, then, you know, I guess if you say like, oh, we broke up. Like, we're not a business anymore. We're mm-hmm. not a thing anymore. Then it's like, well... I guess that's it. I guess that's it. Yeah, I guess we can't hold you to that contract. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, there's other things that play into it, too, I think. Like, you know, one of the craziest things about this way of life is, like, a lot of these guys try to start families. Right. And some of them can juggle it somehow. Yeah. Right? But many of them can't. Yeah. Either they become the repeat divorcees or <clears throat> at some point they get some some hardcore significant other that's like you know puts their foot down yeah or is like you're not getting as much as the other ones how come mm-hmm. 
you've 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 supported you're the backbone of that band why aren't you getting as much as, <laughs> as, as the as the wife, singer? the wife slash manager yeah or the husband slash yeah manager. no that's often uh, the case and you know in some cases they save, it's, save. <laughs> i keep it equal yeah <laughs> in some cases uh it, it, they're right in yeah. our insults on this <laughs> fuck everyone um in some cases equal i'm opportunity sure these stereotypes exactly I'm sure in some cases uh, it's it's warranted. Like maybe he was the the quiet guy in the band, right? And he never said like, guys, I I love playing with you, but can I get equal share? Mm-hmm. And now he's got like a wife who's like, fuck that. Danny deserves at least as not. You, he played on all these albums. He wrote all the songs. What the fuck? Right. And then band explodes because they can't exploit that one guy anymore. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Nice job, Yoko. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We'll always write it off as a Yoko incident. Yeah, yeah. But what if what if Paul and the other assholes were were, were screwing John out of money? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> and Yoko took a look at the books. Yeah. yeah. And was like because <laughs> that's how she talks. Yeah, yeah. That's how she talks. She just she wails. <laughs> yeah. She has sonic powers. <laughs> I was wondering I was thinking about it, and you know, um, as a kid, I really, you know, growing up, doing the whole musician thing, I really imagined like touring and 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 all the things that come with the music business. But the more that I think about it, I'm just like, fuck, I don't want to do that at all. You know, like I, I I'm still very much, you know, I still love making music. I still love. Then I was thinking. I mean, just go having to go around and play the same songs over and over and just, like, be away from home all the time. I have to go, like, fucking photo shoots, all that shit, you know. Um, for and home, for and home. I was just thinking about, I, mean, I wonder how many great musicians, great songwriters um, who make music for the right reason were just not, were not privy to their work because they don't, want to be a part of that insane terrible industry which is the music industry yeah. i mean it's fucking yeah, like you'd awful. have to attend the vmas yeah as an adult yeah <laughs> that's if you make it yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly. you might tour for 20 years and, and right and all the press and all the banquets and yeah. all the all the shit that i see people going through like you know people that had successful bands and then they and then they have to you know and they were playing to like big crowds and 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 doing well for themselves and then they start a new band and they're just they're back at fucking square one you know uh having to like just take it in every orifice from the fucking industry just to you know it's like i've already been there and now like i have to argue with this fucking sound guy about you know yeah uh, well i think there how was loud a- my amp should be on stage <laughs> i know how loud my amp should fucking be on stage then this already you know that shit i think it made sense back in the day when when making it in the music business was like a cinderella story right yeah you went from like that little club where you played it three times a year four times five times seven times you had your little circuit like twisted sister had their yeah. little new york whatever circuit that they, they just went around and they kept getting passed over and passed over and passed over and then one day you got that deal right and then it's like guys we fucking did it right ah, right and yeah the record company thoroughly fucked you and took a huge chunk out of your your ass mm-hmm. for 
supposedly giving you privileges, right? Yeah. Um, but you ended up flying the jets, screwing the models, doing the drugs, and a couple of platinum records on your wall. Yeah. And then you retire if you survive the drugs and the alcohol and the partying. But that's not even up for grabs anymore. No. You get to do all the all the strife and all the, the, the grit and the crying and the bus crashes and all this other stuff, but you're footing the bill. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like you have a little bit, like you write a really great song or you put together a great album and then somebody takes a, a risk on you in order to take like you it, to the next level. Like in the movies? Yeah, or maybe how it was back in the day, mm. but... No, that doesn't exist anymore. You have to make your own success. You have to have already a built-in following before anyone's even going to look at you. Like they're not interested in making taking risks. Just like the movie industry is not interested in taking risks. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, like they'll just keep remaking all of our childhood stuff over and over and yeah. over and over. Yeah, and then they'll remake them with 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 women, and then we'll they'll remake them. <laughs> With black people, and then we'll we'll remake them with little. Have you seen it yet? Have you seen it yet? Ghostbusters. Yeah, I'm not like boycotting it, but I just I can't think of a reason. There's so many movies that I want to watch. Yeah, we're all like that now. Yeah, every time you turn around, someone's like, "Are you watching Supernatural? You need to be watching Supernatural." Right, right, right. <laughs> you're like, "Oh Jesus Christ! This is another one I'll add to my Netflix list." And right, right. That's just now like a living testament of me not getting shit done right yeah, that's yeah. what that list is now on netflix <laughs> yeah a constant reminder that you're a failure and you don't you don't finish what you start yeah yeah <laughs> so in that spirit in that environment you know uh i just i needed I, I would need a really special reason to like push everything aside and right. okay i'm gonna watch ghostbusters i know it's not gonna be good Ooh, that's gonna that's another thing that uh 2016 will be remembered for was stranger things you know Oh yeah, fucking phenomenon that shit was. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly not bad. I, I I don't dislike it at all. Yeah, but um, I I did really didn't understand the hype behind. It. I guess it's just because it's a little bit of an injection of like ten years ago, it would have been nothing special. But I think the bar has fallen so low that just to see a competent show now with that gets your juices flowing just a little bit, plus triple scoop of nostalgia on everything so much nostalgia yeah that uh at this point it's a treat right, right. but uh i think there was a lot of really good stuff about it though the, the nostalgia thing was for sure um a big one i felt the way that they progressed the the plot forward yeah, that was the way cool. they kept revealing you know like i wasn't sure what the fuck was going on most of the time mm-hmm. I'm still not sure I know what the fuck's going on. Right, yeah, exactly. But that's J.J. That Abrams' uh, formula, right? I think yeah. his people are behind it. But I really do like that. I mean, I'm sure it happens with you guys, too. Like You can usually... You kind of usually know what's going to happen before it happens, at least to some degree. You can kind of predict, predict the, the, the plot sure. or something before it happens. And this is one of those things where it's like every time they're revealing it, it's it's like, ooh, what's happening here? It was mm-hmm. like a, it was a good thing, not just like a, I fucking knew it, you know? Um, I think we talked about it before, too, the, the monster factor, like showing the monster. Yeah, yeah. They did that pretty well, I think. Right. First of all, when they revealed the monster, he, he looked okay, but there was a lot of suspense before he right. made it to that point. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Which was cool. Hopefully yeah. they won't run it for too long because <coughs> I feel like another lost... Um, fringe thing happening to this well no well, that i think that's done right that storyline is finished now no 
like they're they're going into season two, but I think it's like a it's a new it's a it's new a brand thing. new story, like American Horror Story. You know? I don't think so because no. they've just cast Colin Farrell and somebody else to play in season season two. Really? Yeah. I mean, they might. Bring oh, come in some in. Did they, Really? Did they not learn from fucking True Detective? <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. It was, yeah. It's the True Detective. Never story. bring in Colin Farrell in season Never two. Never bring in Colin Farrell. <laughs> you don't do it. <laughs> What's next? Vince Vaughn? Yeah. I think Vince Vaughn is no, there. Yeah. no. No. no, they're like yeah. we can do this. Just I give us another that. chance. I need you to verify that right, yeah. right now. Yeah, no, it has been a very crazy year. You're right. It has been yeah. a very bizarre world year. Um, but uh, I am really surprised by the. Um, I guess, you know, Hollywood and films and music and stuff kind of catalogs. It kind of ta- it's a history of our impressions and our emotions and our concerns and our ideas. Mm-hmm. Whereas you go to the history books for the actual data, it's like who did what when. I think movies kind of are like this echo or this kind of canvas on which we throw all the stuff that we're thinking about that. And that's why they're so valuable as mm-hmm. historical records. And some of these movies get inducted into the Smithsonian or whichever the, like, you know, like they become historical documents because they're so representative of their time. Right. And I think when we're going to look back on 2016, we're going to see like what a clusterfuck it was. Oh my God. In terms it's crazy. Of it's events. crazy. Right? It's crazy out there. I, and I don't know if this is just 2016 and if we're going to get like another wave of this next year, but is Vince Vaughn in it? Okay, but is this. <laughs> <laughs> it says Vince Vaughn and Colin Farrell. Get the fuck out of here. cast in season two of Stranger Things. What are they? Like a, like a circus, traveling circus <laughs> duo? Ruining shows. They just go around ruining shows in the second season? <laughs> I, don't know if it's, I don't know if it's true. Is the hard times. A real thing. I, I I, this it up has on. to be satire. I'll bet you. <laughs> I'll bet you ten bucks it's satire. I'm not gonna take that. That's bet. what's crazy, right? Five now. bucks. <laughs> you you can't a beer something. Come on. All right, five bucks. Five bucks. You think so? You're calling it. You're saying. I'm saying you heard it here, satire. folks. You heard it here, I'm folks. I'm saying it's satire. Right. It's got to be. It's got to be. I mean, there is a website saying that Vince Vaughn and Colin Farrell. What are the fucking odds, man? That'd be hilarious. It's got to be a joke because everybody loved True Detective. Uh huh. See, see there, there's another one I haven't seen yet. I haven't watched. The, it you didn't watch the first nope. season. Oh, you, you gotta check that out. Got, I know, but that's the you case. But it that, was like it was add that to your list. It was. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the original Stranger Things, you know. Yeah. And then, I'm sure that they're just. I'm trying to find it on Snopes. Anyone that's here. suffering from uh, Netflix my list anxiety, please write to the Fire in a Hole <laughs> podcast at gmail.com to share your stories. I'm dead serious. I want to hear from any <laughs> listener who's suffering from post Netflix list syndrome, traumatic syndrome, because I do believe that it's actually a thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, if people are getting, uh, you know, Pokemon Go related anxiety attacks, mm-hmm. internet. Uh, oh, I I had this great thought. I don't know if it's great, but I had this thought today. I don't know if this makes any sense. I was thinking about the beginning of the internet. Hmm. And computers, because I talked to this guy that basically became a computer engineer back when nothing was networked. So his first computer was an eighty eighty six or whatever with the floppy drives. Yeah, and, yeah. You know the that beige. Everything was fucking beige. Yeah. And uh, I was trying to sort of surmise like I what think the, it's a hoax. Yeah, yeah it's it got to be. I think I owe you five bucks. Yeah, it has to be. I mean, it's a funny joke. 
It's like, oh, it you guys are really excited for a season two of something? <laughs> That's how, okay, yeah. Now that you think, so, now it sounds like a total setup, you're right. Um, fire in the hole? Fire in the hole. Fire in the hole. With, with wine somehow. That's never been done. But then again, Danny, that's what he does. He uh, he upsets the balance of things. He I'm marches to the beat of his own of drum. His own drum. Yeah. He doesn't even use a drum anymore. <coughs> he doesn't believe in them. No. Um, yeah. So the internet um, is kind of like Woodstock, right? What, what it did is it brought all these people together mm-hmm. and in this great celebration of communication. And it ended up basically breeding diseases that are killing off the, the minds of people everywhere like it's, it's in 2016 is like woodstock 99 yeah exactly yeah the porta potties are on fire <laughs> limp biscuit is number one yeah. <laughs> no one gives a shit about yeah the politics are really bad yeah, yeah bush was in power in 99 wasn't he or was it the yeah. uh, was it the first bush wasn't was, was it the clinton years like i don't remember uh, who no, was it must have been w yeah. look look that up richard who i want to know now who in what year is either 99. clinton or w I'm going to say it was Clinton, but I could be wrong. Keep rolling, Not rolling, our future, rolling. President Clinton. I forgot about what's the past. Hand. Yeah. And what a... What a right at, that was the one Clinton, one. baby. Clinton. That was the... Uh, Shit show. Where, where Red Hot Chili Peppers were playing, and they, like, let everything on fire and shit. Yeah, record number of, like sexual assaults right uh, yeah. people lit the whole thing on fire but in in a in a beautiful way it was kind of poetic justice because a bunch of corporations got together milked the woodstock right imagery yeah yeah, yeah. and sh- to shill it out shill out their corporate bullshit. five dollar water bottles and exactly shit. yeah and uh even more i think was it well there haven't been any woodstock since have there no yeah so that 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 sort of it kind of uh it, it turned Except for uh, Woodstock on Bose. I don't know if they still do that shit. I think so. Yeah. But that's those are little country things yeah, yeah, that yeah. are great. Like the little festy blues and those things. Yeah, those are yeah. great. Yeah. That's I just probably want a picture of myself covered in mud. What's that? I just want a picture of myself covered in mud. That's covered like the thing. That's like the... Oh, yeah. That's kind of the, the festival. The Woodstock thing. Yeah. <laughs> or with without a shirt on with some skinny chick on your back mm-hmm. flashing her boobs. But you got to pay to get into the mud. Yeah, you gotta pay for the <laughs> and you gotta pay for the picture. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. It's like those uh, the ones you get on like the roller coasters. Yeah, costs like sixty bucks. And it's uh, the taken by a guy with a Polaroid backpack <laughs> yeah. that spits out the picture. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you have to tweet if you want the picture. He's like, right. he will give it to you unless you tweet out the name of some bullshit company. <laughs> yeah, and that actually, I went to an event like that where at the down the old port and literally we're like eating and stuff and this guy comes along with the backpack wow. he's like picture picture of the lovely couple and i'm like i'm, I'm next to a dude i'm just like uh we're not we're just we're just here to <laughs> no <laughs> and he's like whatever picture I'm like uh, yeah what are you gonna do with it oh wow oh, i'm gonna you, you get a picture it's gonna print it out and he's all showing me his backpack and i'm like all right fuck it and uh, i had to tweet to, to get my picture so I didn't tweet but it, wow. you had to tweet to him and he had to verify that you tweeted yeah I had to show him in front of him that I was tweeting out that I was at the Terrasse Bon Secours and then I would get the picture the Polaroid picture for free yeah what a bit yeah somebody thought that up wow. as, a, as a business model somebody mm. thought that was clever but those whole like white tie or <clears throat> black tie affairs are so fucking weird 
those promotional events, everyone's dolled up. Mm. Suddenly, there's all these really, really, really attractive women that show up that you've never seen in 30 years and living in the city. And you're like, where did these women come from? Like, where did they just, they just appeared? They're women of the night. They're <laughs> women of the night. No, but some of them are... Ladies cre- of the night. Ladies of the night. Some of them ladies are probably the prostitutes, night. but some of them are just oh, ladies. I wasn't saying prostitute. Just saying. You're saying ladies of Nocturnal. the night? Nocturnal. Oh. Nocturnal ladies. Oh, like they just, their energy is that, any, they get their energy boosts. Yeah. yeah. Spliced with owls. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, you're looking a little skinny over there, Richie. Am I? I? Just, yeah. Uh, did something happen to you recently? <laughs> that didn't sound like a. That didn't sound like a like an organic question. No, not at all. What are you talking about? Uh, something that would might have bruised your face, perhaps. Oh yeah, I almost died this weekend. Yeah, I saw I saw a bright light. Yeah, I got an epic case of food poisoning. It was the worst. So uh, so what happened? Where were you first of all? We were at Redacted. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the old uh, 737 on the top of uh, Place Ville-Marie. It's like, uh, it's like 40 Speaking something. of Douche Central, what were yeah. you doing there? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's a new restaurant, which isn't as douchey as... Oh, it's not uh, the club seven. anymore? No, no, no. It's oh, closed for years. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, now it's... Les Enfanteries took the space. Oh, that's where it is. Oh. And it's, it's on top there. So they also the, have a spot in, on Nuns Island, right? Yeah, yeah. For yeah, those who don't speak bunch. French, the restaurant is literally called the Terrible Children. Terrible mm-hmm. Children, yeah. because that sounds promising. Yeah. Okay. I ordered the wrong thing, and I ended up uh, paying for it for several what hours. What was the wrong afterwards. thing? We need to know. Yeah. What was the I, order? I had ribs. You had the ribs. I, I thought it was a safe bet. Ribs is a pretty safe bet, isn't Normally, it? Normally, yeah. How do you fuck up ribs? I've never heard of anybody getting anything off ribs. Yeah. I've you never know what been so sometimes, sick. Sometimes though, eh? Sometimes it's produce. A lot of the time, it's produce that people get their food. Or the cook from. is sick, bro. Yeah, maybe the cook is carrying. I mean, yakking so hard. That, I mean, something somewhere was off. Yeah, that's never happened to me in my entire life. Really, eh? Yeah, like I, it was. It was intense. Yeah. It was an intense, like five hours of just expelling everything in my body. Jesus. Really? Yeah, I yaked so hard I bruised my face. Yeah, yeah. I had Jesus. these bruises on my forehead. On your forehead from yeah, hitting like the stuff? crown of my head, like you hit yeah. the bowl type of thing. You were yakking so hard. No, I didn't hit anything. It was just like like blood vessels, like con- contusions or whatever, a uh, uh, hematoma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On my from forehead, yakking. Yeah, Jeez. I think I don't know if you can see it anymore. But no, it was, I can't really it was see just it. kind of like these like dots up here. Well, really, you, rem- you remember when I got when I got my case of food poisoning at the. Uh, the uh, the comedy club to be named later. Oh yeah, yeah. From the uh, the infamous chicken, the fried chicken, the fried chicken. And what I realized is we is never this recent. This is like a couple of like few yeah, months ago. That, yeah, not that long. A month no, ago, a few months ago. Brutal, yeah. brutal. Yeah, same thing. Like you just. It was brutal. The only reason I didn't tell like make a big thing out of it is because you know I've I've been there a few times. My that's you like when i go down hard it, t- it tends to be that di- you know digestive related so mm-hmm. i have a bit of stamina when it comes to that like i don't plus panic. you ate like a chick like a, a plate of chicken that was meant for like a family yeah they, they don't tell you that's like the kind of service where you're like if you order something ridiculous they just the service the waiter or waitress won't be like there's like score that's for like nine <laughs> people sir you know they'll be like yeah, sure yeah. whatever the fries party, yeah, the yeah. fries are another eight dollars they don't tell you like yeah right. fries are good yeah fries are great the party platter yeah 
<laughs> and I was watching comedy, so I wasn't really paying attention. I was really hungry. Right. I scarfed down like five pieces of monster, delicious chicken. Mm. There was like nothing off about it. But within four hours, I literally, I, f- I felt the, the evil rising. Oh, no. I knew it. Mm. It's like a crow landed, and there w- it had three eyes. <laughs> and the moon was blood red. Yeah, yeah. And then a crone came out, you know, and threw the bones. And yeah, yeah. It was really fucking hard. I was just like, I was like, oh, this is going to be really bad. Like, I knew it. And, uh, but what I guess my point was is that what's interesting is like, we, did it, does it ever, does it occur to you like to call up the restaurant and go, what the fuck? I don't know. Uh, maybe it's just one of those things that just happens. But why do, why was there a part of you that wants to be like, you know, did, did 40 people get food poisoning from your shitty restaurant? You fucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't know. It was bad though. It was yeah. really bad. And then I was feverish for like two days. So like it was, it was kind of like, oh, is this like stomach flu or is this food poisoning? Half the people I talked to say it's stomach flu. Other people say mm-hmm. it's food poisoning. It felt like it was the food though. Right. Yeah. It's, it's screwed up. Yeah. Because I mean, for all you know, it could have been a door handle. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. We should um, put this out there. I definitely don't, don't want to do the work for this. But perfect. Uh, there should be a website uh-huh. where after you get food poisoning, you go and you say what restaurant you want oh, to exists. eat at. It's, that called, exists? it's called Yelp. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> this would be, you know, you you get food poisoning. You go and you you put in what restaurant, right. what date, and then if a few people got food poisoning, then the group of you. Go and fucking file a class action suit against those motherfuckers. Yeah, that, that sounds like that. The problem with that is that there's so many variables there. The restaurant may have honestly never had that happen before, mm-hmm. or you know, if there's a history, yeah, take it down. Or people would just lie. They would all get together and say like, "Hey, let's all go and say the same thing at the same time. And we'll get a free meal out of it." Yeah, that's a funny response, mm. though. You're like, oh, did you? Were you sick for four days and lost twenty pounds, and and th- you thought you saw God <laughs> and the devil <laughs> over your shoulder? Great. Here's a voucher for a free meal. Yeah, for another yeah, session. Yeah. Bring the family. Uh, <laughs> Maybe no. this one will take. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's risky business. Yeah. No. I mean, in this case, uh, that that restaurant, Les Enfants Terribles, I've heard pretty bad stories so oh really far. yeah yeah oh yeah yeah so far just about like really really bad service that's true really bad service i, I mean it wasn't so bad for us but I, yeah i could see like there's, a, there's a lot of people in what, in what sense like uh like sloppy or just assholes oh like yeah. dick, dickish waiters yeah dickish waiters how do you because yeah. for those that don't know this this is prime real estate like it's at the top of one of the tallest buildings in montreal the one that i am talking about though is on nuns island okay. um, is it still ritzy though it's Isn't still it's still pretty fancy. Yeah, it's a little. I mean, it's, it's fancy, and it's weird. It's a weird mix of fancy and kind of pub food. Right. Like uh, the food is pub pub like. You know, chic. it's like uh, you know, you got the ribs, you got the fish and chips. Uh-huh. You can get a piece of salmon if you want to get fancy, but like there's, it's basically pub food. Mm-hmm. And the Would level it? of service is not great, but there's just ton of people and just waiters buzzing around. It was okay, but you didn't get like a, 
like a great. Like we level have of to service. come back here. So of, far, I've uh, heard you, you go there for the view. I mean, we went there for the view. Yeah, everyone right. goes there for right. the view, pretty much. Yeah. So so far, I've heard that their service is bad and their dicks, and that they gave my brother food poisoning. So this is les enfants terribles. <laughs> That's E-N- remember that name F A N T S T E R R I B L E S. Don't go there. Absorb this information, <laughs> listener. Isn't it, isn't absorb it amazing this. When you have no sponsors, yeah, yeah. sky's the limit, baby. We would like to the following businesses to go fuck yeah. themselves. <laughs> Best Buy. Best Buy. YMCA. YMCA. <laughs> no way. Echo Fitness. Speaking of which, I, uh, I've, I've been trying to get a gym membership somewhere, and I uh, finally forced myself to walk into one of those new Echo Fitness places that are popping up everywhere. Oh, yeah? And uh, I can't do it. What the hell is Echo Fitness? It's basically rebranded uh, Nautilus uh, Energy Calcio. Right? So... The, nobody cares about nobody wants the the traditional gym experience anymore because it's too expensive and because be, people there's attrition and so people just end up losing their money so this new approach is like basically they've dressed it down to the bare minimum but it's 10 bucks a month and okay any, anyone can join you can cancel any time so what's the eco thing you I save think, money. I think it's eco because you save money. Oh, economy. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. not like ecologic, it's not ecological. ecology or whatever. Okay. But I just, the second I <laughs> poked my head in there. <laughs> like you're, you're, just, <laughs> just, you're thinking just like environmental gyms. Yeah. yeah, I thought they were giving just you tossing like. Tossing away, it's like caber toss. Yeah, it definitely like, smells like an environmental get together in there. <laughs> Speed tree planting. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. They would just make you do. Hey, actually, that's a really fun. You're just good inventing idea. businesses yeah. tonight. That's yeah, what yeah, you're doing. Yeah. That is a good idea. Just yeah. a I think I invented that business. Yeah. Nah. Uh, uh, I'll let you guys take the take the the helm of that one as the well. The next Lazaro Brothers project. Yeah, you do get in shape by planting trees, though. It's yeah, pretty, it's and back problems. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But trees. Uh, but anyway, the point is, like, I just I just looked in there, and I'm like, I and I just all it did is remind me of why I don't go to gyms. It's like I do want to get in shape. I don't want to be one of those people like jogging in the middle of the street and with their earphones on and almost getting killed every corner of the mm-hmm. street either getting run into by a bicycle or like I don't even feel like that's doing anything. Mm-hmm. And then the gym thing is just so lab rat. Yeah. Where like you've got like the people just like uh, just running like, in their hamster wheel. Just running on their <laughs> hamster wheels and then you've got a couple of douchebags you know like looking at the sun of the mirror with the fucking like checking out the guns. Right. You know and then just it's just such a weird mix of people i don't know now imagine you were you were getting your pump on but you were also saving the environment at, at the same time i'm pump getting a on. pon-pon <laughs> oh my pump your on. pump on i thought i was getting a pon-pon okay <laughs> i would do it for a pon-pon what's a pon-pon <laughs> yeah but but we've had this uh, i think it's what goes on top of the like the, the like the elf hat it's a pon-pon no a little ball oh a pon-pon <laughs> a pon-pon <laughs> I'm going to be cutting all of this out later. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we've had... one about pom-poms, all you like. Well, there's the it will be all for naught. <laughs> <laughs> we've had this conversation, though, the, uh, the whole, like, turning exercise machines into uh, uh, energy-generating right. machines. That wouldn't make the place more attractive to me, though. No, but that's not the same thing. 
it's harder to Instagram like this many kilowatts for the environment, you know. Oh, you can make people obnoxiously self-aggrandizing and narcissistic about oh, anything, God. dude. I about have, anything. I I have no, at that at the at that gym. You yeah. would if you did enough exercise and you sold enough electricity yeah. back into the grid. You cover your membership. Ooh. Right. The Lajoie Brothers, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, That's right. Yeah. It's all business all night today. Right. Trademark Lajoie Brothers. Yeah. It's TM. TM. Yeah. It's yeah. public. Nobody can steal this shit. Uh, so I, I have somebody that I know um, who will remain nameless. Mm-hmm. Uh, goes he's winking. The, goes he's winking. <laughs> Guys, he's winking. This fucking guy, uh, I see him every day. He eats constantly 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 while working and then goes to the gym but he eats like what like good food no no garbage garbage okay garbage uh and then is and then is constantly live tweeting he's live tweeting his uh his workouts his workouts okay does he look like shit or does yes oh so he's just like (laughs) he's like eating convenience store submarines and the worst shit. Chips. Yeah. Pastries. Cakes and then and he pies. goes and hits the gym for 20 minutes. And and live tweets the whole thing. And he's like, I just did 100 bench presses. Yeah. And people respond? No. Nobody gives a fuck. That's the saddest is when you see someone like just talking into the... Like it all it's happens. The it's happened to all of us that we like we thought we had this really brilliant point of view and just yeah. no one gives a shit. Right. Um. But somebody who does that kind of... I was pointing at him, okay? We know everyone Whatever. cares about what you have to say. That's right. <laughs> Just want to make that Special clear. Special snowflake. Um, <laughs> Thank you. You know who doesn't care? He's on Fonterre. That's who, the, that's who doesn't care about you, Richard. Hmm. Everyone else? Right. Glued to every word. <laughs> so, Give that guy the bad ribs. So these pictures are like the classic mirror pic with the no no, no I think it's just text I, d- I didn't see it myself okay um but that's a whole other thing how conf- 2016 has also made uh people incredibly okay with with selfieing now like right. people used to be have a little shame right but now people seem literally i'll be sitting on the bus uh, and uh, that's right, ladies. I ride the bus, <laughs> and there'll be a person sitting across from me, just selfing away, like yeah, with no self consciousness about it. With no. like upward angle and like the duck, duck facing, face. and then like if our eyes connect, they'll just kind of they just kind of they don't even have the like <laughs> you know I'm just having fun. Whoops! They're yeah. just like what? What are you looking at? Why don't you yeah, take yeah. a picture? It'll last longer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> yeah, as I am currently doing. <laughs> What's up? This is Big James, and you're listening to Danny Lajwa's Fire in the Hole podcast. And we're back. So, Danny, terrible Facebook arguments. Have you had any? No. Uh, I've been completely um, inactive, mostly inactive on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I'll post the occasional song here and there that I really like, um, but even that's pretty rare these days. Uh, I realized, I think that um, there's a direct correlation between your Facebook activity and how lonely you are. Okay, explain. 
I think when you're sad and lonely, you want to put something out there and you want to get those likes. You want to get that little, those little dopamine hits. Uh-huh. Um, and when you're fulfilled and, uh, and happy, you don't need that at all. And you realize, you know, that when you go to Facebook, you're not, you're not so happy. Hmm. Um, and you kind of stop doing it. I know. Yeah, that, I know. I know. yeah, that's, that's possible. Yeah. There's definitely a correlation. I think, uh, it would explain certainly a lot of the posts that I see from other people. Yeah. When, uh, see those like, uh, the song lyrics. <laughs> yeah. They don't even, they don't post the song. They just post the lyrics. Unless you're promoting yourself, like if you're doing something and you're engaging in, on Facebook in order to just get people to follow you and right. follow your stuff, if you're trying to be like a, a personality of sorts, right? then that's probably not true. But if you're just like Joe Schmo, housewife, tax attorney, whatever, yeah. and you're just posting stuff, then yeah, probably. I see a lot of people it's posting. Quite, quite desperation. Lots of people posting. Um, again, a lot of people like who work out and stuff. They like to post. Yeah. About you know how much they deadlift or you know I reached this goal vegan, today. If you're a vegan, you like to do that. Yeah. CrossFit. Crossfitters. Yeah. 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 I uh, b- by the way passed by. There's the CrossFit in between our apartments. Um, Is there really? Yeah, on Hickson. Ah. Yeah. Between Lanouette and um and Bannantine, there's there's a CrossFit gym there. Oh shit. I yeah. And passed Not that, that I would ever do that, but Right. Passed by there uh on the way here and there was just like like six people all planking at the same time with like one of those big weights on their backs. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh we should get some lawn chairs and a couple of beers and just yeah hang out there and watch yeah, yeah. from across the street like a couple of weirdos. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the weightlifting, powerlifting as a hipster thing uh, is definitely one of the, another one of cases of a, a poetic justice mm. kind of in the works because I'm sure there's like legit people into weightlifting and it's their thing and it's their community and I get it, but I see a lot of people who don't have you know they're trying to jump into it the way they jump into anything and that's kind of what i mean by a hipster really. somebody who just sort of adopts a random thing for the juice to just to get the the glitter off of it right not really putting any kind of like okay i've been actually doing this for five years and i love it you know it's more like a i just need people to see me doing this now and go like oh mm-hmm. oh oh richard is deadlifting now wow how much can you do um I- but I mean, there's the I'm other side of it. I think there are definitely there are people that are just you know, it's it's hard to change a habit. It's hard to get into something like that. You know, often, especially if you're not um, going into it, and like, you know, often gyms and stuff they can be kind of like meat markets and stuff. If you're not into that, right. then there's very little reward uh, when you go to a gym, other than like you know your personal reward, which takes a long time to to reap any benefits yeah. from. Yeah. So I mean, people are self-disciplined like that anyways. Right, yeah. It's really hard to, to develop a new discipline like that, like going to the gym all the time, you know? Like Making you were just talking about before, like 
it's it's terrible going to a gym like it's it's a horrible experience yeah i mean i'm sure for some people they can just go there bang it out and go mm-hmm. i see them coming and going yeah but i don't know why it's so alien to me as an experience maybe because you don't interact with anyone and that's just the way i function i need to to talk to people i need to well that's where crossfit comes in too right like there's there's an instructor there's you know there's a community yeah people are expecting you to show up if you don't show up you're behind right like you know martial arts or zumba or whatever you know like you're getting your motivation from you you have to get your motivation to like get off the couch pack your stuff in a bag go to the class but once you're there you kind of outsource your motivation to the instructor to be like okay do this and now do more of it and do more than you would do when you were alone right yeah in in a sense it's 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 a kind of a funny thing because you know a lot of trendy stuff tends to be trivial bullshit but i guess there's maybe a benefit to people thinking fitness is is trendy because in the end, like, what's the worst that'll happen? You'll just get people more in shape. Right. Right? So it's, like, kind of like uh, maybe you're doing it for the wrong reasons. But, hey, you're going to shave off a couple of pounds and maybe even look good and feel good. Mm-hmm. There's the whole conspiracy theory that, like, uh, CrossFit is was started by, like, chiropractors. Was it? Because it, <laughs> it ruins bodies? Yeah. Is that, is that, a th- is that like established that it, it creates like a lot of well injury. i just established it right now actually oh, okay. i just made it up <laughs> you can so this is the la joie brothers continually coming up with ideas and businesses yeah. on finding a hole <laughs> and Come total falsehoods uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> colin farrell is actually uh, cast in uh, crossfit the movie <laughs> yeah i'd love it to be that thing now where it's like no uh, he's coming in for the sequel only yeah like you guys like this restaurant yeah it's great food great service great great okay for year two we're bringing in Colin Farrell. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fun. that's what we should do. Yeah, bring in we Colin Farrell. Yeah, fun. for you too, if I'm in the hall. Uh, it, can only, it can only do good. It can only take <laughs> it to the next level. What a weird pairing. We're replacing Richard with Colin Farrell. <laughs> yeah. That makes and Danny sense. with Vince Vaughn. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I can be, I don't know, like... You can uh, still be here. Drew Carey. <laughs> <laughs> Who is a game show host somehow. Yeah. Because that makes sense. Or maybe he's brilliant and we don't know that there's some sort of secret advantage to it. I've been kind of enjoying recently. Um, um, so I got into randomly Family Feud. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, me and my girlfriend have been playing Family Feud, the video game. Oh, yeah. Very a addictive. A lot of fun. Yeah. And then, then that led us to watching Family Feud on YouTube. And we can't stop. Uh, just watching Family Feud, that and America's Funniest Home Videos, and I feel like I'm just I'm am watching these things with new eyes. Like uh, there's kind of this glory to watching like really American shit, like just mm-hmm. watching like Americans act like complete idiots. Because it's like culturally, you're like it's just there's like there's like this this it's glorious, you know. Is America's Funniest Home Videos still on? Yeah, that's still a thing. Yeah, I thought they just morphed into YouTube fail videos. No, they, man. There's a lot of crossover actually. I feel really? like it's just never ending. Yeah. So the fail videos include a bunch of of stuff from the show. No, the show will include a lot of things that you'll see on fail blogs and stuff. Oh, so it's like a Tosh yeah. sort of thing. 
Well, clearly people aren't but sending in video But with the same format, like, there's still, like, the, it's Tom Bergeron instead of uh, um, Bob Saget. Uh. He's been doing it for years and years. I'm pretty sure that's still going on. Wow. Yeah. I was completely unaware. Yeah. But if you go on YouTube, actually, there's, like, some cuts where they cut out all of uh, all of the speech, all of his talking and stuff. Right. It's just the videos. But yeah, it's it's very much like a, like a fail blog kind of thing. Anyways, it's just so much fun. To, it feels like watching. You're watching this empire like right before it's about to fall. You know. Right. Right. Um, and and it's gonna be. I mean, obviously, it's going to fall. Like this is completely unsustainable. You know, but like, is it though? Oh yeah. I no, mean, a lot of the programming now looks like the programming in like RoboCop. You know when they go to commercials and they have those zany, like I'll ads. buy that for a dollar. Yeah, yeah, and all those weird like let's play nuke in the family game where they're blowing everything up. Like as ridiculous as those things looked back then, now it's it's pretty much like you see it on the show. You'd be like, yeah, okay, it's probably a show. I mean, you know, I don't want to get into the whole Trump thing, but like, you know, recent polls are saying that Trump and Hillary are neck and neck. Yeah, he's caught up. Yeah, so I would say Trump's popularity would work against your argument that this infrastructure is going to fall apart. There's obviously enough people to fuel the America's funniest home videos. Yeah, but I mean, it's just like the fact that he, you know, is very possibly going to be president is to me like a, a sign that the empire is going to fall or destroy itself, you know? Right. Um, but like, so watching these extremely American shows where you're seeing all like the... the, the oh, so the U.S. The, in, in just as a whole will, will fall and as a result America's home videos. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. The last American, uh, last America's funniest video. Well, will be... we're just watching people act like complete fucking idiots, you uh-huh. know, like skiing off of like a roof and like falling into a truck and like just yeah. like these terrible, like what the fuck were you thinking? Darwin you know? Awards the the show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, the Russians put out a good amount of those too. That's true. But That's without, true. but without the like, without the laughter, which it makes it much scarier. Yes, <laughs> just eerie. Yeah, you know, it's just like, <laughs> and they're not tractor runs over one guy, <laughs> and the guy like, turns awkwardly to the camera, and it's over. Yeah, and you're like, I'm glad he's dead. I'm pretty. Like, oh, the Vasily. And they're all and just over. legit like dash cam videos. Oh yeah, you know, right. It's, it's not somebody who's trying to film it on purpose, like this amazing thing that's about to happen. There are mm. trillion videos of just the most insane shit you've ever seen, and yeah. it's always Russia. Yeah. Always. Mm. Yeah, you can pretty much guess, like, every time. Like, car accidents, yeah. uh, uh, motorcycles, like, flipping over trucks. I remember seeing, like, in America's Funniest Home videos, like, back in the day. Yeah. Apparently, they would get all these fake videos of people staging all this stuff. Uh, right? Naturally. Yeah, so, happen, like, yeah. they're like, hey, little Timmy, come and, you know, play baseball and, like, hit me in the balls. And that's the know? class. That's the emblematic video. Like, of, how yeah, many yeah. of those were there? There's there's it was so all, many. Everybody just got hit in the balls. Like, yeah. Yeah. All night long. What always still, To this day, it's still the same <laughs> shit. <laughs> the guy was, like... Was was look was actually showing some of these these like fake videos and saying why they were fake. Uh huh. You know, and there was a guy. I remember very clearly there was a guy who would cut down, uh, and that was a thing at the time too. Like you cut down a tree, oh, it and it would come down and yeah. like total your car. Uh-huh. Right. So there was one of these, and it was fake, 
and you could tell because like the framing of the of the scene like he was clearly framed on the tree and on the on, on the, the car on the car mm-hmm. rather than being filmed like on rather on than whatever. going to it afterwards it right it's not like he was like filming a birthday and then it kind of turned and just happened to catch it right like he was filming like exactly that and imagine being that guy <laughs> the guy who like totaled his car cut down his tree and risked the life of his whole family just to get on just TV. to get rejected yeah right. <laughs> because it was transparently fake yeah well that's why i always found odd about america's funniest videos because uh i know someone who's like addicted to them like loves the shit out of them and yeah we'll, they will get the collections like kids only dog right. the dog zany dogs right uh hunting trip accident etc and best in weddings yeah and then because there's so much of this slop they just do marathons on tv sometimes where just like seven hours of america's because there's 20 years of this shit right and then they have like the 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 tournament ones where it's like the big annual super prize right and the only thing that i was able to pay attention to is that the winners quote unquote which i never believed these were real people like the real families like always seemed like it was a bullshit to me right they always award the winners to the worst videos yes like yeah, without I never agree with the vote never it has <laughs> never happened like, like it was like yeah. literally like two dogs go and roll over and he yeah. goes hey buddy and he rolls over again and then he's in the running for the top prize and then was just like what the fuck is going on yeah it's like a baby that falls out of a chair after being startled and then it's just like crying and crawling on the floor and nobody's helping the baby and they're just like filming it and they're like this is everyone just help the baby makes me feel so bad and then that ends up winning and there's occasionally a good one right there'll occasionally be a good one like uh the although i say good but also i feel personally this is one of the worst pranks to play the classic uh, family pretending that one of the uncles or whatever won the lottery. Oh, oh man, those are the worst. Uh, Would you not disown your family? <sighs> Would you I not, don't know. for a little while, put them on the shelf just for a little yeah, while? Yeah, I'd be like, okay, well, uh, we're taking off now. Yeah. Uh, Timmy, let's go. I'll, six months, I'll talk to you in six months and see yeah. how I feel. <laughs> I love you all. Yeah. But, Changing uh, my phone number. What you did was wrong yeah. on every level. Yeah. Because what what what's horrible about that prank is, I don't see the comedy in it mm-hmm. at all, and immediately it gets incredibly dark. Because when the person wins, one of two things is going to happen: you're either going to get the like person bursting into tears and be like, "Danny, I'm going to get you that that guitar you wanted, yeah. and and you're going on a world tour, buddy." <laughs> and Richard. <laughs> Richard, I'm buying your mom a house. Okay, I'm buying your mom a house. And every, fuck it, everyone's getting a house. And the person's just like pouring tears, right? Yeah, and yeah. everyone's laughing, but starts kind of stops laughing. Everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. I wasn't sure up until this point. Yeah. When I lost my first child, I, I thought it was over. And I never told you guys that I, every night I spent three to five hours in the dark. I've been trying massaging a gun. so hard to keep it together it for the work. past couple of years. But no, guys. it's going to be all right. <laughs> right? So that's scenario one. <laughs> scenario two is, fuck you, Danny. Yeah. You are a son of a bitch. Yeah. I've been waiting 20 years to tell you yeah. it's not your baby. 
<laughs> Richard, I had an abortion. You, I killed your dog. Yeah. And like tells everybody in the family one by one how much he hates them or she hates them and like, fuck everybody. Susan, nobody likes you. We're all just pretending. Yeah. We were happy when you crashed your car. Kind of hoping you didn't make it out. Okay. <laughs> Mom, you're a bitch. <laughs> it's just like they just go off the rails, and once again, the laughter gets really like yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah, it's strange. And someone's like, "Quick, Jerry, tell her, tell her, tell her." It's not. <laughs> and it's just to me like <laughs> it's like tragedy yeah. on every level, yeah. you know. And if someone told me they weren't speaking to their family because of that, I'd be like, "I believe in re- you know reconciling, but." This one, I got you. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. Give him another six months. Yeah. <laughs> give him a, give him, tell him, send Maybe him a double letter. That. Double, double that. Double, double that. Double down. Yeah. yeah. I got, I got your back. Yeah. There's no like, there's no sweet spot where somebody's like, oh. Oh, well, I'll probably go and check out, make sure this ticket's legit. But right. if it is, guys, party time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but let's not get excited. Let's, Whether or not this is real, next round's on me, guys. Yeah. You guys, I love you. But let's, let's keep a cool head. You know, let's keep a yeah. cool head. Well, we're all <laughs> slaves to money. Right, we're all wage slaves. Right, because it changes everything. So it's very much like going to a slave and being like, "Hey, you're free now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can you can run. You can do anything you want. Yeah, yeah. it's it's the Game like, of Thrones thing. It's the it's uh, what's his name the the crazy guy in the Game Just of Thrones kidding. who helped you escape. Yo, and runs through the woods with you, and we're like, we're gonna make it. Yeah, <laughs> and he just runs you right back That's to sad. the prison. I'd be like, oh, Are those dogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's essentially what you're doing when you're doing a fake love. So for all of you out there, if you've considered it, you're a horrible person. Yeah. Don't ever do that. Don't do it. That's a bad one. It's just a bad move. It's a public service message from <laughs> Fire in the Hall. Yeah. No, I was thinking about this today, about reality shows, about art, about movies, about drama and uh, why it is that we love to see other people lose it, right? Not that we love it necessarily, but it immediately, like, people's, like, attention spans immediately lock in. from Just from a person raising their voice at a restaurant and going like, I have fucking had it. You're like, oh, oh shit, shit's about yeah. to go down. Hmm. To hearing two people, like, lose it in a, you know, somewhere public to some crazy guy climbing something you know what why is that immediately exciting and, and compelling i would imagine that's an evolutionary response since we're like social animals and we create like a, a, a group an in-group so as soon as somebody raises their their voice that would be an indication of like something's wrong in the group or something outside of the group is coming in so right. immediately it grabs everyone's attention. So you think it has yeah. to do with some of that evolutionary kind of... Uh, very likely it does. That would be my guess, yeah. There's got to be some of that going on there. And that's why people kind of rubberneck the ambulance on the highway and like everyone's kind of like, you know, it's kind of this instinct to make sure that shit's okay around, you know? It's the same thing like the... Speaking of, of pranks, you know, like those pranks where you have like some guy, some poor asshole walking down the street... And then you have like 300 people running in the opposite direction and like terrified. They're like, oh my God. And then he starts running away because, right. you know, it's something. Yeah, that's going, a classic one you know, too. Yeah. It's yeah. a similar kind of instinct, right? Yeah. Like, or the, fa- the, the, the uh, alien abduction scenario with two, like, like a mom and a daughter in a cab and they pull this whole thing where it looks like aliens are coming and everyone's mm-hmm. screaming. No, but well, it's. It, yeah. It, yeah, oh, yeah. What was that? What was that show? Um, 
with Tracy Morgan, the uh, Fear Something. Tracy Morgan did a Fierce show. Yeah, yeah, it was on it. Remember this? Like a prank show. Yeah, it but was it was a prank really, show. But it was like horror prank. It was really, yeah. It was, it was, it was pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. kind of low budget too, wasn't it? Um, yeah, like I mean, like any prank show. Because I remember it seeing like, it. it would be like the same production value as like uh, Punked. Oh, okay, okay. No, I saw like a really shitty one with like scare sh- tactics. Scare, scare tactics. tactics. Scare tactics. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, I saw one prank that I thought was pretty good. On one of those shows, which yeah. was, it was it was elaborate, but it was actually pretty clever. So the driver of the car is in on it, yeah, and it's a group of people like friends, yeah, and then the guy driving pretends that the car breaks down, mm-hmm. and it's next to this weird kind of house, like not a haunted house, but like a weird fenced off kind of uh, compoundy house, yeah, and they're like, oh, you know what? I'm just gonna go in there and knock and let get them let us use their phone or whatever one of those scenarios maybe get some help from them and then they all go into the house and the house is tricked out like it's some kind of weird cult compound like there's all these people in robes sitting on the floor and then there's this like this like cult leader guy on the throne (laughs) sitting there and he's got the the jesus like beard and the whole like and he's like hello what, what can I do for you? And they're like, oh, and his friends immediately like, I think we should go. I, th- I think we interrupted something. But the friend's like, no, no, man, whatever. You know, don't judge. Like, let's just ask this guy yeah. what's going on. And then they tell him the problem. And he's like, okay, well, uh, yeah, sure, I'll let you use the phone. But I was kind of in the middle of something. If you guys could just let me finish here. and If you guys could just sit down. And then he goes on with his fake cult speech. And everyone's sort of chanting and <laughs> bobbing back and forth. And then they do the fake SWAT team that's arriving to like raid the cult oh shit and they're trapped inside the house and the (laughs) fake guru is like the day of reckoning has come (laughs) and he opens the floorboards (laughs) and starts handing out rifles to everybody (laughs) (laughs) like they won't take us alive (laughs) and these people are just fucking terrified as they're like caught like we just we have we have nothing to do with this they're like the day of judge, don't worry, I have extended my grace to you yeah, and you yeah. will rise with the rest of my followers <laughs> if you fight. Zenu brought you here for a reason. Yeah, yeah, and they do the whole bit. Like, they have the armored vehicle rip off the gate, you know, like a real... Oh, yeah, wow. and the dudes come in with the dogs and oh, everyone's scared out of their wits. And then, it, like, the guy pulls off his beard and is like, hey! <laughs> it's Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but I was I'm always thinking about what does what does that excite in us? Like why does that make us happy and laugh and and excited? It's just to see people reacting, like how real people would react to these things that you only see in the movies, you know? Like it's Right. But again and, and it's I think it's you you kind of uh, put that on yourself and compare it like how would I react under that situation you know and that's what makes it so funny to watch other people do it hmm. it's like you get to kind of experience it you know vicariously through them and be like holy fuck what would I have done you know hmm. but is it because I think that's a lot of fun to be like what would I have fucking but done? is it because those natural dangers like that we've remo- removed ourselves from that environment where anything can happen most of the time yeah because that shit doesn't happen to us like and it's sort of like we need it but we don't have it so when it happens it's the same thing with the gym thing you know we're talking about why how uh, why it feels so unnatural it's because that's 
it's not it is completely unnatural you know like our lifestyle now uh requires us to like to to um dictate a certain amount of time you know to 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 pushing yourself and like really exerting yourself where like you would have usually you would have done that throughout the day anyways right food to get food to get water to build shelter to repair the shelter whatever you know yeah you wouldn't have gotten fat just because you needed to yeah and now it's like we're our lifestyle is so sedentary that we're like we have to allocate these times to go and exert ourselves you know in these really uncomfortable ways Mm -hmm. outside Uh, of our actual normal daily lives yeah exactly it's almost like the price of security is is a kind of inner death of 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 um what makes us human i I just turned into werner herzog now i'm sorry (laughs) super dark man what happens to the body is you becomes like death itself death become makes you his child and then you (laughs) rise with him now but in all seriousness it's like i think it's a symptom of being it's like it's this it's what we did with food right we we discovered industrial mass production of food it was a savior because no one had to go hungry again Mm -hmm. but we went all over to the other end where we're just like gorging ourselves with garbage right and we've modified everything and it's all plastic and sugar and we're just jamming the stuff into and then the rest of it just like piling up in garbage dumps right so we go from having to survive every fucking second you don't know when that thing's going to pop out of the bushes and eat your family to you can literally plan your year of getting up and going to work and coming back and vacations yeah and impose this order on your life of security and if anything happens it's a freak news breaking news thing yeah you should be able to get the get do that 12 hours of driving to the next town or wherever you're going Mm -hmm. and it should go out off without an incident right unless something freaky happens yeah so we we celebrate it we're safe god this is a great place to live but we're all kind of asleep well, it's like all of the heavy lifting was done by generations before us, you know. And, you know, people talk a lot about um, apathy among millennials, you know. And and it's true. If you look around, you know. You can smell it a bit, yeah. And the, the music that's coming out these days, the way that people, um, you know, I was... I've seen it with my own eyes, but I've also heard people talk about it. I was listening to a podcast recently about this guy in England. He's talking about cheese nights. uh, And like, do you guys have cheese nights in America? And cheese nights is like, it's like uh, um, you listen to like really cheesy music. And because uh, British people are so uh, emotionally repressed, like that's the only way that they can dance as if it's ironic and that seems like that's that's somewhat across the board where where people are mostly with new music it's like this almost ironic parody kind of post music thing where it's yeah it is like a parody Mumblecore. and it kind <laughs> of like yeah like that where um anyways i mean if you think about it fucking world war 2 you know, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. But nobody, almost nobody alive today is dealing with anything even close to that. You Thank know? God, in a way. But we're almost, as a culture, we're almost living that, that, um, that concept that they talk about where they say that it takes three 
generations to ruin a, a fortune, mm. right? The first generation builds it. The second one is still old enough to have sort of been along for the ride of the building, right, of the empire. And then everything is secured and there is wealth aplenty. But then comes a third generation that has lives none of the hardships right. and takes everything for granted as given and then basically pisses it away or just has sets into an apathy. And that's usually where the, the empires fall. Yeah, right? hardships are necessary. But just enough hardship, right? right? Too much leads to like crushing, like, you know, if I think of any kind of war-torn country like you know, or Colombia or one of those places where danger is any day, every day, someone mm. gets kidnapped, chopped up, uh, villages get raided, etc. Like that's obviously not an acceptable amount of danger. Right. That's sane, Right. For sure. But then here we literally live on the other side of the spectrum where like people, I think it comes back. All this social media shit would not mm-hmm. be possible if we had kind of a reason to do stuff. Right. <clears throat> and like people you, you are said it. Bored. They're, They're bored. Bored, 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 yeah. bored. It's killing and us. And they have no purpose. They don't know what the fuck they're here for. And men know. don't men don't know what they're about. Women, science has emancipated women from from whatever they thought their roles were genetically. Nobody has a like job anymore. Mm-hmm. At least it feels like they don't, right? Yeah. Well, there's no required job. You know, everything's basically kind of taken care of. You, you know? don't have to be a provider if you don't want to and nope. still be able to attract a mate. Yeah. A woman can completely live a completely uh, normal life without a single man in her life. Still be they straight. Can be, they can go full career. Have a baby. No baby. They could... Uh, or even have a baby, right? But just or, no man. Or, I mean, you don't need to look out for a village. You don't need to look out for, for anybody else. You can go completely just for yourself as a man or as a woman you know yeah um there's no real responsibility for anybody because everything's basically taken care of it's on auto 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 autopilot exactly it's on autopilot and it's like we're i mean it's weird It, it it would be almost fun to be like we're rearranging the deck chairs on the titanic but but i almost feel like the titanic or whatever ship that we're on it still has a little bit longer to go you know like we're we're probably not going to be there for the crash maybe so we're just kind of it's still like this party time where you're like i should be doing something right i should right. be doing something Can't about put my it. finger on it yeah we should be producing the best poetry and the best music right yeah. now because or trying to steer the ship in a way that it's not going to fuck we have the technology crash. right yeah or all of our responsibilities have just been replaced with financial responsibilities right and yeah cripple- and, and, and crippling debt yeah but like very personal responsibility wait what do you so you as a person you need to provide for yourself for your own like you know do you want to elaborate on that a little bit well we're all just debt slaves right and we're struggling to try to keep up with with the lifestyle, and if you like, kind of like the the people plugged into the matrix, right? Like you're just a battery. So all of these other responsibilities that you may have may have had in a more traditional society or in previous versions of our society have been replaced with just like 
making sure that you you know give your donations punch that button pull that lever it's uh, modern times by chaplin yeah where uh, i don't know if you've seen the modern times fire in the hole fire in the hole fire in the hole yeah i think i think modern <laughs> times probably <laughs> is the most prophetic film i think that chaplin ever made <clears throat> it's the classic uh, image that everyone's seen of Chaplin inside the, the machine with the two, the two uh, wrenches, mm-hmm. and he's just going through the the clockwork. Yeah, but there's a lot of these scenes in the movie that are completely hilarious and in, in its context, but they're kind of not that funny anymore. Mm. Like lunchtime is all calculated, and he just has to strap into the machine, and the machine he doesn't get to use his hands. <coughs> Excuse me. The food just gets like schlepped into his mouth, and then there's the the handkerchief kind of wipes him all wrong, and he's just getting like brutalized by this feeding machine that's not letting him eat on his own because he, he would fall behind, mm-hmm. and he needs to get back in the assembly line at the exact appointed second because everything has been calculated down to that second to continue the production of everything, you know. And that was obviously a critique on uh, industrial revolution, right? right. But I don't know that it's that off, except the shackles are invisible, mm. right? In fact, we're so, yeah. walking around with things that make us think that we have we're emancipated. Like I have social media, I have I can watch any movie I want at home. My opinions matter. My opinions matter. I have a platform. Yeah, that was never a thing before. No. People's opinions mattering. You know, like how quickly we jumped on that boat, didn't we? Yeah. So um, I'm going to be uh, eventually, I mean, not right yet, but I'm going to be um, unplugging and I'm going to start a commune and um, anybody who wants to get away from this bullshit and wants to work with their hands, you know, uh, we're going to need some strong backs and um, people to, you know, cut down trees Mm-hmm. Um, build the cabins. Uh, so I'm going to be starting a commune. Anybody who wants to be part of the commune, let me know. Uh, I will, of course, be the the, the god uh, of the commune. Well, someone yeah. needs to obviously yeah. iron a hole. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, uh, you need you know every flock needs a shepherd. Yeah, exactly. But exactly. it's only for a limited time, right? Like as soon as the commune's on their way, you're going to step down. Of course. And everyone course. will have an equal these, say. Yeah, yeah. These are just temporary measures in order to get things rolling. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going, and you're going full god, not just like demigod or like... Avatar. Everybody goes demigod. Yeah. You know. Prophet. <sighs> I mean, naturally, also, in order of, to, s- that shit. to secure the future of this commune, you're yeah. going to have to uh, inseminate a few of the members of the commune. Well, I figure all not of them. Not by pleasure. Yeah. Maybe all of them. Oh yeah, at yeah. least the cute ones, uh, and you're gonna have to do it for the for the good of the community, right? Because it needs to go on. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And if you don't do that, there's just not gonna be anyone to carry on your work. Right. Well, I've been working. I, I mean, I think I've been I've been working with a couple of different firms, and I, there's uh, there's some very uh, good prospects for male birth control that could go like into the into the water supply. Uh-huh. You, know. you have a yeah. vaccine. <laughs> yeah, a vaccine against vaccine. fertility um, that we could go directly into the water supply. So I think that uh, that's covered. I mean, yeah, there's you'll, you'll just drink the bottled water. Yes, but yeah. again, you take no pleasure in any of this. I mean, this is just 
really because there's it's time to return to the earth right yeah exactly rediscover what makes us human yeah that's yeah. it so it sounds completely legit that's fire in a hole <laughs> podcast at gmail for anybody that yeah. wants to get on board once again it's the la joie brothers coming up with ideas yeah. and businesses all night uh all day this is actually going to be a nine hour podcast this is only <laughs> yeah. part one <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're actually taking donations, so if you can uh, call the number that's on your screen right now, um, <laughs> we have a team of people uh, eagerly awaiting your phone calls. That's right, that's right. Did we discuss, uh, I can't remember if we discussed the fake focus group, the tr- fake folk, uh, Trump focus group that uh, triumphed the... You sent, you sent, I think you sent it to me. I don't know if we, we discussed, you discussed it. Have you, you seen this thing? It. No, what is this? It's probably the most brilliant piece of... Uh, satire leveled at the whole Trump phenomenon so far. Um, it's Triumph, the insult. Comic dog. dog. dog yeah. Do you remember Triumph? Yeah. With For me, to poop on. Yeah, with, yeah, the, yeah. with the cigar and yeah. whatever. So apparently he's got his own syndicated show or something. And I wasn't even aware of this, but one of the videos popped up on one of my feeds. And uh, it's a very simple prank, but a really, really good one. And what they do is they pull in some Trump supporters, some hardliners, you know, regular folk. Yeah, and uh, they pretend that it's a focus group to sort of uh, uh, juggle a couple of new campaign ad ideas off of them because they want to get a pulse of the nation type of thing. And so they bring him into this room. A triumph is in the other, like the one-way mirror room, kind of pretending to be listening. Yeah, and <laughs> oh, no. the guy that they got to do the focus group is just—he should get some sort of award. Oh yeah, he, he is a powerful, powerful actor. Like, never for a second do you suspect that he's. I think he's actually from the focus group place. Is he? They got yeah. a real focus group guy. Well, they brought them to the focus group place. Oh and right, I think it's that he's he's actually he's a legit. He, yeah, that's okay. what he does for a living. Because the guy is just like he's ridiculous. perfect. He's yeah. perfect, you know. And they do it brilliantly because what they do is like, okay, guys, so uh, is there anything you guys like to say about Trump first? And they're like, oh well, you know, I just think it's time for a change and. I think he has a plan. He tells it like it is. You know, I mean, sometimes he needs some people to, like, rein him in. But he's going to surround himself by, by the smart people that need to run this country. And they're just, like, regurgitating. Mm-hmm. And he proceeds to show them, in sequence, a really legitimate-looking Trump ads with a guy that's doing a... Oh, these sp- are young people. No, they're, they're of all ages. Oh, mostly and older. They oh, play the guy with the voice... Uh, that's doing the ads is like dead on. He's talking like Trump. It sounds like him. Occasionally, they'll even flash a picture of real Trump saying something, and the guy will pick up when it goes to the animations. Mm-hmm. And what they're actually doing is they they're showing increasingly more ludicrous ideas, and seemingly kind of hoping for people to either start walking out or to say something, but it never happens. Right. I think they lose like one guy. Um, and from the beginning, he doesn't seem to be into it, right? He's just sort of, he never says anything. Yeah. So it felt like he was maybe onto it. But the rest of the group, they're right there. And some of the ideas are just uh, fucking amazing. They're even up in the ante. In some yeah, case. they keep making it crazier because they're yeah. just like, come on, someone's got to say something. Right. right? So uh, everything from like, well, you know, I'm going to make abortions illegal uh, if I'm elected. But. If we do that, those jobs are just going to go to Mexico. So here's my bold new plan. We're going to create abortion legal zones in all of the high depression areas and poor neighborhoods to start 
you know, tackling simulating that economy to start to start hitting the problem at its source. So basically, okay. aborting people in poor areas, and I'm going to open luxurious new uh, resorts. Uh, where you can get your abortion and you get poker chips and a milkshake and a hat and he just keeps upping the ante on the crazy and they keep cutting back to the people and you can see the cracks kind of forming yeah, yeah. but then like then they come back you see it in their face they're like this is insane but this but i'm on board with this yeah and then they go back to the group and they're like so what you guys think well it was a bit uh it's a bit intense but uh yeah, I think so. Those jobs are needed in America. Yeah, yeah, I think those jobs are needed. And another chimes in. It's like I think they should only get the chips the first time. Like, otherwise they'll just be getting abortions all the time. Every people are just getting abortions. Chips. Yeah, <laughs> it would totally straight face, right? Uh, putting call- shock collars on Mexicans and zapping them while they're building the 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 the, the wall. In the <sighs> meantime, they would do an electric fence. Yeah, there'd be electric fence, and then it even shows like the graphic with the shock color, and then. And they said we're gonna make the Mexicans pay for it, right? By, by putting the collar with the only thing that Mexicans like more than whatever racist thing it was, bling. We're gonna so put bling make, like, on the collars. Bling on the collars. <laughs> and they cut back to the group, and what, immediately they're like, uh, "Yeah, they're just gonna sell the collars, though. They're just gonna cut them off and sell them. That's not gonna work. Nobody." Is How saying can we make like, them all wear the collar. We're not gonna be able to make them all wear the collar. Wear the collar, and then and then they start brainstorming, and they, they start, start saying like, yeah. oh, maybe it was like an ankle bracelet. Yeah, a bracelet. A bracelet maybe would work better. A bracelet. They're starting their humanities, trying to rationalize this absolutely fascist, yeah. insane idea, and this silly-looking lady in the corner. Do you want to do this? Oh, it was, it was chilling to the bone because you don't see it coming. No. Because like they 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 acknowledge as a group that you need something on the person in order to for the electric fence to work. Yeah. So she says, "What if it was like an inoculation? What if it, what if they thought they were getting like a, a vaccine, vaccine, and we put something in their blood that would into in like?" But it, it even shocks because I need you. I was like, in order what? to understand the shock of this comment, is that they're all going like kind of talking at the same time uh-huh. like yeah like a bracelet yeah like a ring ring and then you just hear kind of off mic what the goofy looking auntie looking woman yeah. in the corner is like or like a vaccine and everyone kind of what, what? the 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 guy that's like uh curating he's like yeah. excuse me yeah you know you could <laughs> they think they're becoming in for something else and then you like kind of give them the vaccine you know and the guy's just like it you could see it's taking everything every bit of like stone face operate to be like a vaccine okay all right yeah yeah you know like a vaccine and at that point Jesus. the gag just like turns super dark <laughs> so dark oh my god because you're laughing but you're like oh my god oh my god and it keeps cutting back to triumph like fainting and dropping his coffee right. yeah yeah he's like are they getting cigar enough oxygen? falling out of his mouth <laughs> yeah, yeah he's yeah. freaking out yeah. to wrap it all up the uh they stage a fake conference call from uh from trump like you guys are doing a great job i love what you're doing i love it uh i hope you guys and then you can see for a second they're kind of doubting that this is him but then they all start kind of getting the like oh my god sir you're doing a great job okay we're with you donald just keep doing what you're doing and so like the last step is they're like okay guys that was great thank you for coming to the focus groups would you be willing to do some testimonials before you go and they're like yeah sure and they have them read 
at this point they're pulling out like all the stops they just want one of them to go like oh, is this staged are you guys gonna be poking fun of us no and it's like the person's just like um i'm voting for donald trump and if if donald trump gets elected i support his bold new plan um to uh, there's a lot of terrorists in the streets and sometimes you just don't have the time to get help i support donald trump's plan to change 911 to 9 <laughs> right <laughs> and then it just keeps going one after the other and they get to the vaccine lady and they have her read this this following line they're like we need to compete with china that's why i support donald trump's bold new plan to spike their water with paints and solvents to reduce their iqs and she it reads it with a straight face bro with a straight <laughs> face oh. <laughs> right it's funny but it's so dark it's terrifying <laughs> but as i watched it two three four times to try to understand to, to to find an answer how could this be it occurred to me that none of these people seem like bad people right like, now they're they're incredibly fucked in the head and they're clearly willing to say anything well, they, were, they love Trump so much that they were trying to make crazy plans work in no their own what. way. Like there was one where there was like, they said, okay, we're going we're gonna to put these porta potties in these impoverished neighborhoods. Oh, yeah. And when people go to the washroom, Mexicans, it, when Mexicans go to the washroom, it's going to lock behind them. And we're going to take those porta potties, we're going to put them on a flatbed truck, and we're going to drive them across into mexico and then <laughs> drop them there we're gonna we're gonna move so many mexicans your head will spin oh my yeah. god and then they moved up and everyone like that was one of the first ones and everyone's kind of like looking at each other like i'm not uh, i don't know uh <laughs> yeah maybe, but they're know. troubleshooting it they're not they're, going they're this is ludicrous it. yeah they're like yeah i think this one needs a little work yeah or like the they've said like outside of walmarts and stuff like this so and one of the ladies was like, well, what if a normal person walks in? Like, what if I walk in with my kids or something? Like, like is it going to lock behind them? Like yeah. a normal person. Right. Anyways, so then they upgraded it to the to the house. Right? They said, like, what do Mexicans love doing more than anything else? Cleaning houses. So what we're going to do is we're going to stage these houses that need cleaning in poor neighborhoods. We're going to get these Mexican cleaning ladies to come in. The house locks from the outside on the shutters on the doors and the and the windows we're gonna put them on a flatbed truck drive, <laughs> drive them to work. mexico drop them off and then they'll have a house so they'll want to stay there yeah, but they sell them you have to they're gonna sell them the house and, we'll and make, oh yeah we're gonna sell them the house and then they're gonna want to stay there right problem solved go around and move so many mexicans your head will spin yeah we'll make so many pesos okay. you're gonna get sick of pesos oh yeah yeah that was it <laughs> <laughs> so so, in contrast, the the group was like, "Oh, that that sounds better than the porta potty, right?" Right. This sounds better than at the porta potty, and they're something. like, "Oh, at least they're getting something. Like they get a house right. out of it, sort yeah, of thing." Yeah, yeah. So they were kind of trying to put a good spin on it, and they were favoring ideas that were sort of win-win. Right. And then somebody would be like, "Yeah, let's do fake vaccinations," <laughs> you know, like all these that. Every so often, one of those. Yeah, like no one's no one's going like, "What the fuck did she just say?" Like, are you crazy? Right. What are you saying? Vaccines? We're talking yeah. about colors here, okay? Yeah, yeah. You're yeah, way well, out of line. It just seems like the same kind of mechanism that makes somebody when you're watching uh, a sports event, you know, 
um, if you're rooting for that team, right? Uh, you're gonna see it, it didn't really go into the net. If you're rooting for the other team, it, it did go into the net. You know, we're right. seeing the exact same thing. I think that's a very good analogy. Our yeah. own bias, basically, on it, and and you know, you're not really absorbing like the, the information yeah, and the yeah. information. Yeah, you're already bought team. in. You know. I have humans a, love teams, yeah, and exactly. I think that's exactly it. Is that yeah. people they they were committed to their team, and they even said it in the video. They were like, "We're gonna push it so far to see if they'll essentially change teams." Right, right. So or at least at least like protest something that's being shown to them, going mm-hmm. like, "This is fucking." Nuts. But that would go against the team, right? The right. confirmation bias, etc. Right, right. Yeah. So they were already on the team. They were just <coughs> trying to push. So it just goes to show that like you can't really appeal to rationality in order to it would have to be pretty extreme to get somebody to jump team right especially when the leader of the team is irrational exactly right like you expect it like that's you're, kind you're of his bulletproof brand. right yeah he's bulletproof crazy is kind of his brand right so you can't you can't get somebody to jump ship because you point out crazy yeah in a way they would have jumped already Right. What, what starts off as a as a as a as a comedy bit and a bit of a terrifying one, has been like, I realize I've been talking about it with people for a good two weeks now straight, and it keeps <laughs> coming up in my mind, and it's because I, it think it's profoundly explained something to me about society. Mm-hmm. Every time you're like, how the hell did Hitler get in power? Right. How the hell did people let this guy, get in there? Yeah. impregnate all the all the young women and run this cult for 20 how 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 yeah. i feel like i i stared into the formula i mm. saw the birth of that and i came up with this thought that as i looked at these people over and over it occurred to me that the classic formula to this kind of a follower I think what happens, the reason this is possible is because what you have is this overpopulation and this sense of being asleep like we talked about mm-hmm. and this boredom, this incredible boredom or despair at the crushing debt. Or, but more, most of all, this all-encompassing f- sentiment of insignificance. <coughs> you are less than nothing. You matter not. There are mm-hmm. so many of you, especially if you're a middle America schmo, Right. And it occurs to me that people like that may not actually be experiencing life as is. What their life, what their reality is, is what they see on TV. And everything is kind of like a joke and kind of like just a show. Mm -hmm. They don't actually see or understand or can ever imagine the repercussions of this. If soldiers jumped off of trucks tomorrow, (coughs) excuse me, in those neighborhoods, and started to grab like Mexicans' children on the street and like cramming them in the truck, they'd be like, What the fuck's going on? Right. This shit has to stop right now. Yeah, like you can't do that. That's a child. Right. Let her go. Like, yeah. I feel like every one of those people in that room, inc- maybe <laughs> excluding vaccine lady, would be, <laughs> would be like, No, that's you, you can't do That's wrong. Right. right? Yeah. But in this context, when asked for their opinion, something clearly nobody values where everything is happening in, te- in TV land, in movie land, these questions not only lose their actual danger or impact, but to them it's all just a big game. Mm-hmm. And they're fundamentally nice folk, regular folk, but they're able to espouse these completely outlandish ideas because like Trump, 
you don't get the sense that there's any real follow through on any of this. It's right. all one big performance. Right. And it's and hypothetical. It's not real. And yeah. they're shown these like videos that have like a certain production value. It seems like this is a train that's already left the station. They're just kind of being asked for their kind of two cents to go along with it. Not whether or not it's a good idea, but how they would improve it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, like the gist of it for me is I feel like they don't believe that they have any power to affect anything that's real ever. Right. They're that low in their self-esteem and in their place in the world. They've completely de- de- disenfranchised as human beings. And I think if you go to that low place, then, yeah, you can say, sure. Yeah, yeah. put collars on them. Saying things like on them, not realizing how ludicrous that even is. Who yeah. are they? Just Who? to be told, like, you're important enough. You know, what to, do you think? To have, yeah, to be asked your opinion. Yeah. I think that's that's what's at work there. I feel like it needs to be because otherwise, uh, I think lose all faith in humanity. There's I quite a few things happening. There's yeah, there's the there's the team thing. I think the team thing is massive. Um, I also think I was thinking about this today, and I'm just like, is I wonder how much of it has to do with Hillary and just fucking everybody hating Hillary. You, you just know? you can't swallow how much. No, it's like, and this has nothing to do with man or woman or whatever. This is, it's just nobody has real faith in her. Nobody wants her to be president, you know? I don't mm. think there's anybody that's like, yeah, this is this is our champion, you know? It's like... I think you make a good point. There's clearly as many fanatics... Because there's some people still behind her clapping in the during the speeches, right? There's yeah. still a contingent of fools even on that side. Well, there are a lot of people on Team Democrat, you know, right. for sure, um, and there are a lot of people that are like, "Yes, it's time, you know, for a woman president at all costs." Yeah, uh, but I, I, I don't hear a lot of people really uh talking preaching about hillary's actual values and and there are some that are just looking at it as a it's better than the other guy yeah exactly yeah better than the other guy but it's not to your point not not about her yeah it's not and can you imagine i mean i'm trying to imagine other people going up against trump you know like i just feel like in this particular case everybody is like either either like i'm ready for a change and trump is the change that we need or they're like there's the people that are like democrat forever and then there's the people that are just like fuck this election entirely i hate everything about this Mm. you know Mm. and in that case you know when you're looking at those three different options there seems to be a Trump contingent. Does all right there, there seems to be know? a contingent of Trump supporters that are kind of fully aware of what he is, and they're like, they're kind of burn it down. Yeah, burn like, it down. Oh, there's an iceberg, ramming speed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's see. That's let's, what it is. Let's take it all down. Let's yeah. see it go down. And that's what I was talking about before. You know, like we're all like, it's it's kind of it's weird to be rearranging the chairs on the Titanic. You know, knowing that we still might have like twenty more years of this shit. Maybe it's like, no, man, let's start pounding the drums. Let's go. Right. 
Yeah, let's cheer all the way there. Yeah. This is like like Trump is the iceberg that we've been waiting for. Big orange iceberg. Yeah. In the horizon. Let's let's bring this thing to its conclusion, you know? I certainly cannot fault somebody for saying uh I mean in more and more you're hearing comedians do it in in stand up, they're like, I just fuck it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, What let's see what happens. Yeah. Right, and it's almost like in one part you can understand it, the exhaustion from the hearing the general rhetoric that we've been hearing and the, the self-perpetuating corrupt shit that's been running the world for all this time. I can understand that point of view now, but I still think he's going to drop out. I still think he's going to run this bitch right till the last week and he's going to disappear. He's going to no-show. Maybe. I think so. I don't think he's going to go all the way. I mean, I, I put 20 bucks on it, so we'll see. You did? Yeah. With who? Uh, my, uh, Kurt. He took my bet. Um, I overheard a guy sitting it for breakfast with his girlfriend. He clearly was a like, privileged asshole, you know, because he's like, half of the conversation was like where he's going to summer and where he's going to fall and where he's going to winter. Mm-hmm. But then he started in trying to impress his girl by telling him her how he's gamed the election uh, gambling process. Apparently, there's sick gambling going on uh, on the internet over the elections. Wow. Like millions of dollars exchanging hands for what is probably the biggest horse race ever. Because just nobody knows. Right. Nobody knows how it's, it's going to... so unpredictable. <clears throat> and he was gloating about how he strategically bet on trump on one site and then strategically bet against him in another and no matter what happens he's gonna make 30 grand wow and he was kind of like douchily patting himself on the back but what i'm saying is like yeah it's a it's a shit show that's the title Did you guys see the uh speaking of teams did you guys see the the apple announcement today uh, which one would that be? So they announced the iPhone 7. Uh-huh. It's the newest one. Uh, Speaking of boredom. <laughs> yeah. And they've done away with the headphone jack. Yeah, they've been talking about that for a while. Oh, yeah. They're going full Bluetooth. So right? Yeah. So it's legit. They've done it. What's the idea there? What are they, what's the angle? Courage. <laughs> courage. That's what they said. That it's courage? It's, it's a courageous move. Because, go, because what? Because the phone ha- headphone jack was preventing them from doing what? Making the phone slimmer? I don't know. Being wireless. Okay. So I guess it's just removing functionality to be uh-huh. courageous. <laughs> yeah. So and so now you have like these. You, you no headphone jack. You got these like earbuds with these like sticks. Okay. I guess with microphones in them. Because you didn't look like enough of a tool with yeah, all exactly. of your eye, yeah, eye products exactly. on you. Yeah. It's not just like this thing that fits into your ear. It's like, it's that plus like a stick. Yeah, it's got to represent. Yeah. Um, and it's all by Bluetooth. You can still do, uh, you can plug in an adapter into the lightning uh, port. Yeah. Which is a headphone adapter. So you can plug in your old headphones and everything. But... They are being very courageous. Being very courageous, the same By way taking away the headphone jack and selling these uh, Bluetooth earbuds separately from the phone for one hundred and sixty dollars a pair. Well, you know they, they yeah. 
the 160 bucks nice yeah. nice oh well you know God. they look like shit and first of all <coughs> and also those none of the apple headphones earphones have ever fit in my ears ever like yeah you have to, you have to right. jam it in the in there yeah well i'm i'm you know i mean they have to make their money back because they just took a bit of a hit from that whole debacle with uh, the tax shelters they've been right managing. ireland the, yes right um so they had to pay out the ass 15 billion or something. 15 billion <laughs> which sounds like a lot but not to apple like it's not a lot of money but the problem is that um if i remember correctly this is a u.s problem because the eu is kind of what this was really about was the eu stopping american um in like with with impunity with regards to milking uh business and tax shelters right right and this went on unchecked but now the eu has kind of like a say because these are eu countries mm-hmm. <coughs> and they're kind of going like no 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 america you don't get to do your dirty business anymore right we're trying to build something else over here so it all came out as apple has to pay this much and that much right but this is more about america getting its uh privilege sort yeah of, uh, that uh, tax break has been going on for for a whole bunch of time people the yep the double irish tax loop something there's like a net that. did you yeah. see there's that offshore account there's that reserve that they have the money that's never come back to this country uh it it's like 700 billion dollars really yeah <sighs> that's sitting well ireland's there. definitely been a thing and there's another place there's a some place in in the U.S., my accountant was talking to me about it when I was talking business with him, mm-hmm. was, uh, where apparently all of the big guys, like the Yahoo's, the Googles, the the tycoons, yeah, they all they all have their their home office in the same place because it's like the Isle no, of Man or no tax. Well, it's it's in the states. It's like oh, it's in, in Minnesota or something. Like it's something like that. Something like very vanilla. Okay, some weird place like Delaware or whatever. Yeah. Where for some reason. <clears throat> the state legislature has allowed them to dodge paying the tax man, right? Yeah, that's that's I guess that how they attract business there is by having very low taxes. Right. I I read a headline of an article today, so I don't know the actual. Uh, Let's face it, most of us that's that's what we when you say I read something, yeah, yeah, as far as we go. Yeah. <laughs> so I read an article today. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was basically saying why uh, Ireland doesn't want to cash in on that. 13 14 billion from Apple and I'm only assuming that the rest of the article was saying that they don't want to cash in on that because that will expose you know all of the other money that they've been taking absolutely you know paper trail yeah yeah uh, well speaking of cashing monies and paying fines I don't know if you've been following the Johnny Depp debacle a little bit right yeah. I the only what is this the only reason I got interested in it is because Doug Stanhope got involved right. in it, and yeah. Stanhope is one of my my spirit animals, right. along with Michael Scott um, <laughs> and Bill Burr. But uh, yeah, so the short version is uh, Amber Heard, I think her name is, is the latest kind of chicky poo that uh, Johnny Depp hooked up, some younger woman, right? I think they were married for several years. Did they get years. married? Oh, yeah. I don't think oh, they ever. Yeah, she came out and accused him of some shit. Yeah, well, basically they were like the power couple, and then suddenly they started having fights, and then she essentially dragged them through the mud, and called the cops on him to say that he was abusive, and out of nowhere, Duck Stanhope 
stepped up and wrote this like scathing blog entry where he called her uh, <coughs> basically a, a motherfucker and a and a gold digger. And he made such a stink that even after, because Johnny Depp's a oh, fire in a hole, fire in the oh, hole, that was epic. Um, even after I think Johnny Depp was a, he's a bear, apparently a bit of a pushover. Um, his friends came out, everyone backed him as not being that type of guy, and that that's not what happened that night. And they, I think they even it was violent or it was like sexual assault that he threw something. He threw a, champ, a wine glass at her or something like he was violent with her. And uh, they, she even had a bruise, but Doug Stanhope exposed the whole thing. And apparently, when the cops got there, the cops supported it. They're like, there was no bruise when we got there. <coughs> there was a bruise the next day. She yeah. tried to run that whole game on him because she was mad at him. Like bruised herself. Something like that. Apparently, there's a video, by the way, of another couple with that. Yeah, I saw that one. Did you hear it about yeah, it? Yeah. The video of the woman the punching one beating herself. The shit out I didn't herself? see the video. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. <coughs> He ended up having to pay out something like seven, eight million bucks as a as a settlement, <clears throat> and then in what I can only characterize as a master move from a failed, like uh, like uh, assassin move, right? This was to me looked like this is another case of like a, par- a powerful guy running after younger women, and then you know they're trying to a swerve on them. Uh, when he paid out the money to settle everything, she donated it to like a women's shelter, right? To just like to seal the deal. <laughs> you gotta like that's another slow clap there. You're like, well done, honey. She's trying to build a career, of course. And after that, no one can question. Like everyone forgot. Oh, and she's suing Doug Stanhope <laughs> for uh, defamation. Uh, even though Stanhope claims to know like firsthand or secondhand what's happened and stuff like that, so I don't know what mm. you guys think about that stuff. But uh, I, 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 I definitely I heard some of the stuff. I read the Doug Stanhope stuff. Um, you know, the whole thing is really it's 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 one of those things where you'll, you'll never know if you're outside of it. And um, you know, I think everybody's going to be fine. <laughs> Yeah, who was course. involved? You know, <laughs> that's uh, a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's gonna be fine. Everyone's gonna be a okay. Um, you know, she was saying at the beginning that she didn't want any money out of it, anyways, uh, and that she does quite well on her own. Um, it was settled, you know, outside of court, and he, you know, he had to pay a whole bunch. But she said, just don't donate whatever. You're, the settlement is to charity and then he donated it he had to donate it to charity um of his choice or her choice I, i'm not sure about that mm-hmm. i think of her choice like Perhaps. i think she called him out like if he really means it he's gonna give this money to this this like oh, okay uh, survivors shelter or something like that you know but i mean fucking relationships get really crazy and um Hollywood even more so. Yeah, and you never fucking know what happens behind closed doors. There's definitely... It seems that uh, there are people on both sides that will attest to the character of... of oh, no, fuck, fuck that, Danny. Don't try to defend this and be reasonable about this. This I, was a this was a, this was was a, a humiliation play. It was a, it was a public castration attempt 
the only difference with the Amber Heard situation is that as opposed to like the that young girl that was hooking up with uh, Donald Sterling and ex- and recorded him and the whole thing, yeah. that was clearly a money grab. Amber Heard kind of doubled down by boosting her career up a little bit, making herself a champion, and getting the guy to like ch- to fork over some of his money. Right? You think like, so? I think that's what it was. It was a. I mean, we have very little evidence either way. I feel know. I have enough. <laughs> was it just a wine glass though? It's it was like one incident. They had one fight. Uh, she's she spoke about their, that happening over like you know. Years. Well, he's a drunk. Come on, I mean, have you seen him? He's like in his fifties and he still wears guy liner and and dresses scarves. like a fucking indoor scarves and paints his na- fingernails like he's. But how many fucking you know like how much do you think he makes off of a, off of one Pirates of the Caribbean? Trillions of dollars. He's yeah. got he's got probably a trillion dollars. He's yeah. very rich. Yeah. All I'm saying is, is that if you hooked up with a woman, yeah, and things went bad, and let's say you were equally responsible, or maybe she was a nightmare, and you were kind of just dodging the situation, when you got out, would it occur to you to get her back financially, to hurt her financially, as opposed to just pack your shit and leave, and tell everybody, anybody that cares that. To stay the fuck away from her, like warn everybody about her, but otherwise just pack your shit and go. Would you stick around and drag this thing out with lawyers and try to just get them either to get their money or get them to spend an amount of money as some sort of a vindication of of whatever it is that happened between you two? I wouldn't personally. That's what I'm that's questioning how I would here. Go, yeah, man, woman fucking orangutan i don't care but i'm just saying like but maybe if maybe if you feel that you've been uh someone has done you wrong and one of the things that is really precious to them is their public persona maybe you would want to you know maybe you want to attack that okay so you drag him to the mud fine yeah but do you go i want 10 million dollars you bitch because you hurt my feelings I think that's the only thing that you can do at that point, right? But I just like to me that seems like a very like weird logical. It's almost step of it's logic. almost immaterial the the money at that point with somebody who has that much money. It's like if I was like gonna take you to court for five dollars, probably. Wow. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> or you to take me to court for five dollars? No, 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 no. Five dollars that you owe me for the yeah. bet. No, but you could have made me look better. By Wait, that still needs to be that still needs to be confirmed. You could have you could have made me sound a bit cooler by going like it's like if I took you to court for like ten grand, right? It would be no sweat for you, Jason. And I'd be mm. like, yeah. <laughs> it and was like said, five dollars, and you're still like, ah, you kind of you kind of exposed me. It's, it's five dollars. It's like uh, that's a beer. Yeah. Well, the the point yeah, is that it's insignificant. Two rides on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of fire in a hole, motherfuckers. We have a brand new website up. It's fireinaholepodcast.com um, or thefireinaholepodcast.com because I'm an idiot and I bought that domain as well. <laughs> and Richard is too polite to tell me I'm a dipshit. Um, but I uh, took, because using all my courage for courage reasons. Ooh, courageous move. Yes. Like a real man, like a salt of the earth, primal man, you know, just me against nature. I went on Squarespace and took one of their templates, tweaked <laughs> it up real nice, put some proprietary images on it that we probably don't own, and launched our own. brand new website that you can check out. 
it's actually pretty cute it looks actually pretty cute but we have an official web presence now it only took us a year and uh, you can do amazing things like see portraits uh, pictures of that Richard took of our guests which are actually really great thanks, I'm, I'm, thanks. Really, I'm really glad you got that going I'm working on it um, there's a blog that's gonna it's gonna be called the business of descent uh, in honor of Richard's amazing sort of coining of that term during one of our podcasts Big James, um, James, yeah. Big James Arsinian, uh, who, by the way, shout out to James. Uh, I hope he recovers uh, well. He's recovering well. I think he hurt himself. I saw him uh, with a cane. And apparently, he had some sort of injury. Um, so, get well soon. Also, shout out to my friend Steve, uh, uh, Steve, who's uh, who got hospitalized uh, this week, and um, he's pretty bummed out about it. I hope you're feeling better, buddy. So, uh, Union Steve, that's his nickname. So. Yeah, check out our website. You can comment. You can um, listen to you know, the episodes, of course. They're embedded. And you can even just, uh, just like, you know, just fucking, you know. Hang, hang out. Just fucking hang out on it. Yeah. You can refresh the page. Just keep refreshing, clicking on it. Yeah. Going over to other computers at your workplace and just yeah. logging into it. Mm-hmm. And when people ask, and you're like, oh, oh, it's this great podcast. Mm-hmm. Go around making it the home page at your local Apple store and all of yeah. the, on all of the laptops there. Look at you. Mm. Look at you. That's yeah. Lajoie Brothers with their ideas. Yeah. That's right. Ingenuity. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so uh, this has been great, man. What's one As year always. now? One year. One year later. Here we are. Here one we year are. down. Uh, a pleasure as always. And come by anytime. Thank you for having me. The pleasure is all ours. Yeah.